Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to After 9. Hope you had a fantastic long weekend, everybody. I know it wasn't a long weekend for everybody, and that always sucks, but this is the problem with provincial holidays, and President's Day is kind of a holiday, but not really a holiday in the U.S., so I get it. A lot of people had to work yesterday. We had a Best Of podcast out. It's not an After 9, but it's something. If you want, you can go back and listen to it. How was your long weekend? My long weekend was good. It was like, it was too short. But it was good. It was nice. I just got into a groove of like sleeping longer than 3.30 a.m., which is always lovely. And then, nah, there you go. Need a week. Need a week. You need a full week. You need a full week. And everybody around here, I feel like it's not just me, feels like, you know, like that Monday feeling, sure. But it's even even more so after a long weekend. Don't you feel like a little more draggy after a long weekend? I like coming back after a long weekend. I just wish we had more Friday Long weekends mm-hmm. instead of, I, I don't mind Mondays. I really don't. But today's a Tuesday that feels like a Monday. And Well, we do have a Friday one coming up. You can thank Jesus for that. April the 10th. April the 10th thank is you. Good thank, Friday. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thursday, April the 9th. Holy Thursday is going to be nuts. Actually, all the religious stuff is coming up. We have next week, Shrove Tuesday, and then Ash Wednesday. And uh, if nothing else, it's pancakes. And a lot of people will take part in those. Sure. Where do we begin? Oh, I went to the zoo on Friday. How was the zoo? How was dinner at the zoo? This is a special Valentine's Day dinner that they put on uh, for donors and anyone that wanted to help out. Funds went to a great cause to a lot of the research programs. And? Not what I was expecting. Oh, really? In a good, bad way? Bad eh, way? Man. I haven't decided if I liked it or not. So it was at it was in the atrium of their research center. And I get the feeling that the public doesn't go to the research center very often because we saw their labs and we saw the operating rooms and they've got all these lifts and stuff in like if they have to do a i don't know a vasectomy on a zebra then they lift it up with this big hoist and then they set it on the table and the tables are all temperature controlled and heated so they can keep the animal at the optimum temperature while they're doing surgery yeah it's very very interesting i learned a lot about how they care for the animals and i learned a lot about how they're trying to bring back new species and after dinner there was a lecture and it was all about how animals, most of them are social, just like humans, and they'll actually suffer in isolation. And that's why they do their best to give them other animals around them that would be in their habitat. So it was good. I learned a lot. Uh, when I first walked in, there was a snake right at the front door, and I just, I almost walked right back out the front door. I thought, <laughs> I, I want nothing to do with this. Nothing to do with this at all. I didn't sign up for this. Then I went down to the other entrance, and they had a nice owl there. The owl was beautiful. They had caterers come in, and the catering was... Uh, uh, Not very good? You could just say it. It just wasn't very it good. It wasn't very good. You wouldn't hire this company. Let's just put it that way. Would you hire this company? No. no. Okay. Well, I mean, you get what you pay for, and I get that it was a fundraiser for the zoo, so they tried to keep costs down, but it was like a scoop of rice and a beef medallion 
which looked like a medallion. It was very, very small. Uh, and, and a little piece of chicken and some some boiled green beans, and that was dinner. What did they advertise it as, just out of curiosity? A three-course buffet dinner. A three-course buffet dinner. Okay. So there was a salad. Okay. And then there was this, and then they had these little desserts, and it was fine. It was fine. It's just, it wasn't the... I, I certainly didn't get the nice restaurant experience that other people may have experienced on Friday. Gotcha. But when we went up to the lab, they had the person who is in charge of reproduction there. And one of the questions I asked was, because we could look through the microscope at a sample of live bull semen. And I'll tell you, bull semen can swim. Oof. Holy shit, those little fuckers are fast. So I was watching the bull semen just swim away. And then there was a natural question, and nobody else had asked it yet, so I figured, well, I might as well be that guy. How do you get the semen out of the bowl? And she said, okay, great. There's always somebody who asks, and I like telling this story. So what they do to get the bull semen out is they will take a castrated bull, a male, and they stick it in this little paddock thing, and it basically acts as a decoy. So when horny bull sees this basically bull ass sticking out, it wants to mount it. So it'll get up on all fours. And this is where all the drama comes in. If you're that castrated bull, you're basically trapped there waiting to get fucked in the ass. And the bull's probably thinking, you better get it. You better get it in time. I don't want to get fucked by that bull. Right before the erection goes in, they stick a cone on it and just suck the semen right out of his dick. That's really invasive. Very invasive. And it's a person's job to do it. They've got a decoy bull who, again, that's got to be the worst job in the field is being the decoy for other bulls. Because if they drop the cone or don't get it on in time. Guess what? And you're trapped. (laughs) It's basically like bull on bull rape. So I knew a guy. I worked with a guy and I had gotten together for drinks for a birthday party. And we were all together. And he introduced me to a friend of his. And he's very casual, this friend. He's wearing a baseball cap and a hoodie. And he, he looked like a farmer. So I got to talking to him. And I asked the question you usually ask when you first meet somebody. Oh, so what do you do? Oh, okay. Well, he told me that he was a farmer of sorts. And a friend of mine was like, okay, he's he's not telling you the full story. Do you really want to know the full story? So it is his job to collect the semen, bull semen, and he sells the semen uh-huh. to farmers everywhere right. who want to impregnate cows. And, and, and obviously uh, sell later on, sell cows, and that's what they do. It's the circle of life. They sell it for so much money. And I don't remember how much, but all I know is the guy... He was very humble about it, but apparently the guy makes like 300 grand selling bull semen. Yeah. Like you wouldn't think to see him, you know, but he is rich as fuck because of bull semen. I wouldn't have thought it. It it never crossed my mind how lucrative it could be. But I guess in my own naive little mind, I just assumed that somebody jerked off a bull. That's what I thought happened. That'd be a two-hand job, too. It's a two-hander, absolutely. That would not be a one-hand job. Big pecker. So I just thought somebody was just two-handing this bull and giving her a fucking chug. (laughs) Guess not. No. Grab the bucket. There's another bull. She's about to blow. (laughs) Exactly. There's another bull, a male, who has already been castrated. Okay, well, that sucks. That's sad. Then you stick it in a paddock. That sucks, too. And you're just basically waiting for bull-on-bull rape here and hoping they stick the cone on its dick in time. I don't know if I'd want that job. 
I don't think I'd want to do that. It's That's really, a lot of responsibility. Were they serving beef at this thing? They while did you were serve learning? beef. Fuck, man. Beef and chicken. Uh, like, you don't want to know. You know, I don't know if you've ever had that when you're eating anything, and maybe it's beef, and maybe you're having eggs. When you really fucking think about what you're eating or where it comes from or what happened to get it here, like, you just, you want to be naive to it. Like, I just want to shut off all those questions because you don't want to know the answers. Blech. It's fucking, awful. Fucking gross. Well, that did reinforce my desire to uh, take on a much more of a vegetarian diet. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have a bunch of fucking idiots running this country. Just a bunch of dummies. Are you Are you talking about the plates? Yeah. Okay. Oh, my Tell our America, tell God. it, because we have a lot of American listeners to the podcast, too. Let's explain oh. that we finally, by the way, overdue to get new license plates. Ours are fucking boring. Ours are terrible. You you see people coming from the States, even from other provinces, and you look at their license plates and you're like, that's a pretty license plate. Maybe it's a sunset or a building that's popular in that particular state. Or nice whatever. prairie field with some wheat or, growing. Gorgeous, beautiful, lovely. And then ours is a piece of shit. It's just white with blue, with the blue license plate. That's it. It's been one debacle after another. I mean, <clears throat> you've heard our rants about how they screwed up the rollout of marijuana. That's fine. I think we should fire the entire civil service and start over again. Mm-hmm. We should just go on a mat, have a job fair, and and there are six hundred thousand positions up for grabs. <laughs> Everything from from uh, uh, people that work for Service Ontario right up the chain, right up to premier. Yep. So here in Ontario, our new premier Doug Ford decided he wanted to create new license plates. He wanted a new design. And, and to be fair, he listened to the people, and the people said, much like me, they're bored. This is boring. Let's go here. We've had the same ones for a long time. Let's do something else. And, and this is a story as old as time, because we had license plates initially, the boring ones, and the last round of them, when Kathleen Wynne was the premier, they all started peeling, and, and all the numbers came off of them, and you couldn't read them. <laughs> so people had to pay money to go get new license plates. It was stupid. They already bought the plate. Then they had to go out and buy new plates. And that's in addition to the stickers that you have to buy every year to validate the plate. Stupid. Such a money grab. The whole thing. The whole thing. So and- since we have these faulty license plates anyway, new premier Doug Ford decides, yeah, we're just going to update it to a more modern design. So the new design is finally here. They're starting to show up on cars. You can go and get them at Service Ontario, these new plates. The problem is not one of these fucking idiots decided to test it. At night. You can't see it. The whole point of the plate is identification. You can't see it at all. If I'm driving behind somebody and they clip my car and try and get away, I need the license plate. If you're driving behind someone and you suspect they might be an impaired driver, you need to copy down the license plate. Hell, if you park at Yorkdale at Christmas time, you might need to identify your own car by the license plate. They need to be reflective. The problem is nobody tested these at night. I don't they get looked it. at it and thought, wow. I don't get it. That's a good looking plate. We're going to use these. That design is approved. Make thousands of them. Maybe it's just been that long. Maybe it's been too long. And then they, what's the process? I don't know. I can't find the binder that tells us what to do. So let's just create these things and hope for the best. Seriously. Not one person thought, mm, guys, it's dark almost as long as it's light outside. We should test these out and make sure you can see them in the dark with headlights flashing. And the photos, right? They don't even show up on photos. Is that right? Yeah. So we all know that iPhones, you do this as an experiment if you haven't already. If you try and take a picture of something that has light, like the moon, 
It's never going to turn out properly on an iPhone. Some other phones turns out okay. Never on an iPhone because it can't process the light. Same thing with when you take a picture of one of these plates. It doesn't show up properly. Mm-hmm. How did we not test this before we rolled them out uh, province-wide? What happens if you go on the 407 with these new plates too is what I was curious about. That's why I want one because they probably can't <laughs> read it either. Uh, the 407 is an express toll route here in Ontario that will allow you to use the highway and you don't have to stop at a toll booth and throw money in. You just get a bill every month. Yeah, they take a picture of your plates, you get a bill. So if you have one of the new plates, not that I'm advocating for this, but we get ripped off a lot on the 407. Sure we do. If you have your transponder in, it's just going to bill you anyway. But if you happen to forget your transponder, they might have a hard time tracking down which plate belongs to who. Yeah, hard to say. Mind you, I feel like they'll always find you, those pricks. So in addition to dealing with the teacher strikes, now the premier is going to have to deal with this. Oh, and let me just go back on one thing and say here. I don't necessarily blame Doug Ford for this any more than I blamed Kathleen Wynne when the old plates started peeling. Nobody once said, Doug, you need to test out the new plates in the dark. He trusts the people that work for him in the civil service that when they come to him and say, here's the new plates, this is the design, this is going to work, it's great technology, we're good. He trusts that they know what the hell they're talking about And they'll roll out just fine. Maybe that's the problem. Trust no one anymore. Seriously. (laughs) Especially in government. (laughs) And and nobody went to Kathleen and said, hey, these new license plates are the way to go. Kathleen didn't scratch at the corner to see if she could peel off the numbers. Right, right. Nobody did that. It wasn't Kathy's fault. It's not Doug's fault. But they're the ones who have to wear it. In a way, I almost kind of wonder if it's sabotage. I almost kind of wonder if someone is trying to make these people look stupid. Someone new. Wanted to bring attention, maybe wanted to bring awareness to the new plates. I mean, it did. It does work, I think, because some people just, when I saw these uh, posts on Facebook and things like that, were just commenting about, oh, can I just go get one? Can I get one of the new plates? Yeah. So it's working to at least build awareness of like, yeah, because guess what? Like Scott said off the top of this conversation, you have to spend a little bit of money to get it, but you can get it. Yeah, a license plate is what, 100 bucks. I think you got to, yeah, you just pay for replacement. You and order in advance, don't you, though? Obviously, you can't just show up and get your license plate, but you got to like tell If you want a custom plate. If you want a custom plate. If you want well, just a regular if- run-of-the-mill plate, you can just go to Service Ontario and they've got thousands of them in the back. Right, they'll just change your plate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I assume Bingo. when you go there now, you can get these new plates. That's true. You could probably walk in. I didn't think about that. They probably do have stacks of them. Maybe you should. Maybe you should get it before they pull them off the shelves and say, yeah, we'll be back with some new ones that actually work and actually are reflective in the near future. Yeah. In the meantime, enjoy your life of crime because you're about to get away <laughs> with everything. And here's a handbook on how to rob shit and drive fast and all the bad things. Seriously. Here, enjoy. Photo radar. Not for me, fuckers. It's on the government. Here you go. Uh, Today, Parliament starts sitting in Ottawa again. Boy, Justin Trudeau has got to be not looking forward to today. We have a series of blockades that are happening across the country on various rail routes where protesters in support of the indigenous communities, namely the hereditary chiefs, are blocking so that the trains can't get through, and they're doing that to protest a pipeline that's being built way out in northern British Columbia that runs through traditional First Nations territory. And I don't even know who to believe anymore, because I consider myself fairly up-to-date on the issues, but I don't know, because as far as I can tell, these hereditary chiefs don't want this pipeline. But the people who are actually on that reserve 
want the pipeline because they're getting paid a lot of money to run it through their territory. Mm. So I don't know who to believe. And now apparently there's all these climate activists that are piling on that are saying, oh, yeah, we're supporting the hereditary chiefs when really they don't care one way or the other. They just want to use this as an excuse to stop the pipelines. Mm. Meanwhile, all of our passenger service isn't running across the country via rail trains are stopped cn trains which carry all of the goods across the country they can't get through either because the trains are blocked meanwhile an ontario court has ruled once and reaffirmed the decision those blockades got to come down so you'd think we'd send in the cops to clear the blockade the court has said clear the blockades unfortunately the opp with a fairly good memory remembers things like Oka, and they remember the past incidents where they've clashed with indigenous protesters and it went south. It got very violent. They don't want to do that. We don't want another Ipper wash. So the police won't go in yet. And the prime minister, everybody's pointing fingers at him. This poor guy, <laughs> this poor guy probably thought, OK, I'm going to go over. I'm just going to campaign for some votes so we can get a seat on the U.N. Security Council. I'm going to go over to Africa with Masai Ujiri for a while. We'll just chill over there. It'll be a good feel. It'll be lots of photo ops and all that sort of thing. So this guy goes over there and he gets caught shaking the Iranian foreign minister's hand. That's the guy and looking all buddy buddy with him. That's the guy that won't give us the black box from the plane they shot down full of Canadians. So people are pissed about oh, that. No. Then everybody's wondering, where's the prime minister? Why isn't he dealing with this? He doesn't want to come back and deal with this. This is a lose lose proposition for Justin. This is the guy who wanted to promote truth and reconciliation. Well, it's not really reconciliation if you use the Canadian court to say we're building a pipeline through your territory and you can't protest either, even though the tracks run through your reserves. <laughs> Get out. You can't do it. And some people have tried to say, well, Doug Ford should send the OPP in. Uh, he could, but trains are federal. So this is really, uh, even though it was an Ontario yeah. court, the whole thing's a mess. And Jugmeet Singh is laughing his dick off because he can just sit there and take shots at everybody. Well, I don't, why don't we have a conversation about indigenous rights? Why don't we have a conversation about pipelines? Where's the prime minister? Where's the leadership? Why aren't the cops going in? The cops should not go in. It's great. Yeah. The drama is phenomenal. And like I said, Justin Trudeau is just in a lose-lose proposition. But let me ask you a question. Where's Sophie Trudeau? I have no idea. Nobody's seen her. Nobody has seen her. She hasn't been traveling. Nope. Hasn't been anywhere. Nope. So we don't even know if she's in Canada? <laughs> don't even know. She really? may not have come back from that Christmas vacation in Costa Rica that lasted a month. Fuck this, right? Maybe. Laying low? It could be a strategy? Could be. I don't know. Some people are speculating, depending on which blogs you read, some people are speculating that there may be a little trouble in paradise there. Really? But you never know. Hey, I mean, Trudeau went away for a month and he came back with the beard. Now he's serious Trudeau <gasps> and... Shit could be going on. I didn't even equate the beard to like other things happening because sometimes when people make those changes, there's other things going on. Yeah, it may not have been a take me seriously. I'm a leader kind of guy. It may have been a ah, shit's not good at home. Going to grow the beard out. Interesting. Could be one of those. Fuck. Who knows? Now I'm really into this. I'm really curious. I don't know for sure either, but the rest of the world is fairly fascinated by Justin Trudeau. I know here a lot of people, a lot, have had enough of him. But around the world, people still look at him and Sophie almost like they're royalty. Mm -hmm. Nobody's seen her in a long time. Maybe she's calling Melania like, okay, fuck. Let's start a club. <laughs> How about those guys? <laughs>
How about those guys? <laughs> uh, Jeff Bezos, the world's richest man. Yes, indeed. This guy got divorced, gave up half his fortune, and he's still the richest yes, man in the is. world. Unreal to me. Just unreal. He's uh, like a nice guy, though. Yeah. And smart, obvious. I mean, obviously, aside from the obvious. He, he found it Amazon. Like a, he seems like a nice dude. He puts his mo- he puts his money where his mouth is a lot of times when it comes to helping out great causes. He has it's decided impressive. he is giving uh, $10 billion of his own money to the fight against climate change. By the way, after he gives away $10 billion to scientists, activists, and organizations that are contributing to the fight against climate change, he still has $120 billion in the bank. It's stupid how rich that guy is. It's stupid. Keep ordering those things on Amazon. He's got to pay to save the world. But I feel like if you've got that kind of money, yeah, that's great. Absolutely. He's starting a foundation and people can apply to the foundation for part of the $10 billion to work on whatever it is they want to work on. You just got to pitch it to them and say, hey, I've got an idea where we we can put uh, the coronavirus masks over top of smokestacks and chimneys and it'll filter out all the bad shit that goes into the air. Stuff like that. Right. You can get like a $20 million for that sort of thing. I like that. That's great. That's great. So just like grants. They're just passing them out. Done. Done, done. That's great. I like that. Story from Florida over the long weekend. Shoplifters, stop your nonsense. Stop stealing. Guy went into a grocery store in Florida on Friday. He tried to steal some steaks. And if you're going to steal steaks, you might as well steal good ones. The guy went for the ribeyes. Okay, good. So he takes a couple of ribeyes. Jams him down his pants. Of course he does. Tries to get away with the meat and the meat there. So, somebody noticed him do it. Told the manager. Manager goes and grabs him. But, this guy, he's a sneaky little bugger. He's slippery. He wriggled out of his clothes and ran out of the store naked. (laughs) What the fuck? As he runs out of the store. How did he just wiggle out of his clothes? Was he wearing like Adidas ripoffs? Like the... Could have been sweats, could have been ripoffs, could have been anything. Okay. But so, so he's nude running down the street after he had just attempted to rob a place of meat. Meat. Nude or basically nude. Okay. So as he runs out, worse timing, cops were there. Okay. Cops told him to stop. He wouldn't stop. Uh-oh. So they deployed the taser. One guess. Where did the taser hit him? In the dick. Right in the dick. Taser shot one of the prongs no. went right into his genitals. And and this is a two-step process. First, with the taser, you fire the prongs. Then you have to press the trigger again to light him up. Do you think they lit him up knowing full well the prong was in his dick? Probably. They lit him up. Good. They shouldn't care. They shouldn't care. If you're doing something wrong, listen to the listen. Listen to the fucking cops. They told you to stop. They obviously know something was up considering he was nude or nearly nude. Running out of a grocery store. Running out of a grocery store. Probably some kind of commotion inside the grocery store. Arms are flailing. Things happening. Maybe there's meat on the fucking floor. You know some shit went down. Stop. When they say stop, stop. Don't give a shit who you are. Don't give a shit. Stop. Because if you play bitch games, you get bitch prizes. He was playing a bitch game. He got fucked right in the dick by a taser. <laughs> That's what he gets. Okay, I, I've never actually felt a taser. I've seen one deployed, and it doesn't look comfortable in any way. However, I'm wondering what that would feel like. Not good. 
No. You wonder if it would be it would be a pain or if it would be so painful because it's a taser, it's almost like numbing. Like it's almost a numbing pain. No, I think it would be. You think it'd just be like straight up fucking hurt. Yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be instant pain, like getting struck by a lightning ah. while you're holding a metal baseball bat in the air or I, something. I wonder if that would, st- and hopefully so, if it would stop him from being able to have children after that. You would think a taser to the balls, an area. Would it be an instant hard on? Could this be like the next Viagra? The worst Viagra, but the next Viagra, like some people take a pill and boom, hard on. If you take a shot of electricity right in the dick, I got to think you're getting hard quick. There's no way you'd be in the mood, though. And my dick's hard, but I don't feel like fucking anymore. <laughs> I'm in serious pain. Have you ever barbecued a hot dog? And I don't know. No, I don't think I have. Let me tell you what happens to a hot dog once it gets subjected to heat. <laughs> splits? It splits at the end. And I'm wondering, did they just blow up his dick? That guy's dick looks like the cheese string man. Is what you're trying to yes. tell me? Whereas he Is had he a, a fucking spider dog. You ever made spider dogs? He's on the got a fire? spider dog now. They literally blew his dick up. Now he plays just the tips, plural. <laughs> I keep track of them all. Which part of my dick do you want tonight? Like a fucking octopus on my dick. <laughs> That's terrible. New survey talks about parenting. They've compiled the top 10 parenting wins. Oh, great. You're a parent. Mm-hmm. Tell me if you've had to take these dubs at any point in your parenting career. Getting your child to eat their vegetables is the number one parenting win. Yeah, and if, I've got some tips and tricks there. If yeah. you can figure out a sneaky, sly way to make them eat Brussels sprouts or broccoli, cauliflower, that's a win. Keeping your child quiet and occupied at the grocery store or in public places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have, I've, when I look back on it, I have actually bribed my children in the past. Listen, if you behave, if you just be quiet right now, you're going to get basically whatever you want because I can't have you acting out right now. I'm still at the age where they fit in the cart. You know what I mean? My oldest still mm-hmm. fits in the cart, but there's going to come a time, right? Where it's awkward. You can't put like an eight-year-old in one of those carts. So yeah, I get, I'd imagine that'd be tough. Bathing your child without a tantrum, getting your child to go to bed without a tantrum, distracting your kid while you pass the toy aisle in a grocery or in a store. Oh yeah. Keeping them quiet and occupied on a long car ride, getting them to eat a healthy snack, all in the list of parenting wins. It's in the New York Post if you want to read it. Did you see that NASCAR crash yesterday? Brutal, yeah. Holy shit. That guy's alive. Uh, How are you alive? That one was really bad. And all in all, because I don't watch things like the Daytona 500, it doesn't interest me at all. In fact, it's quite boring. But I feel like it's a redneck thing. Everybody I know that's into NASCAR, I would say, is basically pretty rednecky. At least borderline. Like at least you, like you knew that they like that's exactly what you would watch. Redneck tendencies, anyway. Right. Maybe not completely, but I don't know a lot of guys that that uh, like NASCAR that aren't. Maybe uh, redneck's not the right way to put it. All my friends that like NASCAR are guys, guys. They're the man. They're the, hey, let's go fishing. Let's go hunting. Let's go and do this or do that. Right. They don't seem like the type that likes to go and get their their nails manicured and go to a spa day with the rest of us. They don't seem like the type. And these people that watch it, they've got all the strategy figured out. They've got 
stats and all sorts of shit. And at the end of the day, I can't figure out why the people who drive these cars are considered athletes because they're driving a car. I do it every fucking day. (laughs) Every day I do it. Nobody considers me an athlete. Well, some of them aren't very good either. Did you see how many collisions there were? Isn't the point to like avoid the collision? There's like so many of them. But that, of course, that one in particular, horrible. Lots of rumors and stuff. We don't know. Uh, we know that he's oh, he's he's alive, uh, but they're saying he'll be paralyzed. Da 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 da. These are rumors and reports and stuff. But either way, when you look at that crash, you're like, someone survived that fucking crash. I don't understand it. Like the guy hit the wall and then he skidded on his side a couple hundred meters while down catching, the track while catching fire, and then got hit again by yeah, another car. Not good. Not 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 not. If not you haven't good. seen it, it's very very easy. All you do is open up any app. Everybody Honestly. is sharing the video of this. Yeah. It's wild. Uh, the Red Lobster controversy. When's the last time you were at the Red Lobster? Great controversy. It's been a long time since I've been to Red Lobster. How would you describe Red Lobster to somebody who's never been there? Is it seafood fine dining? No. Or, or is it like the McDonald's of seafood restaurants? Yeah, I wouldn't qualify it as a fine dining establishment. Could we call it maybe like the Montana's of seafood sure. restaurants? Sure, that's a good way to put it. There's fucking fishing nets like... Nailed up to the wall. It's not very fine dining-esque. Right. Okay, so if Long John Silvers, remember them? Uh-huh. Did you ever go to a barely, Long John Silvers? Barely. No, I, I think that there was one in Cambridge there growing was. up, right? Hesler on Hessler Road. Road. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then it turned into like a Silvers or whatever. Celine. Remember Celine Dion had a restaurant chain for a while? Uh-huh. Anyway, I remember the name. Long John Silvers would be like the McDonald's of the fast food industry. Closer to Popeye's, but we'll say McDonald's. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, Red Lobster would be kind of like the Montana's version. In any case, they've created somewhat of an uproar. They used to be owned by the same company that owns the Olive Garden. And the Olive Garden, well known for their unlimited breadsticks. Right. They had the same thing at Red Lobster. Unlimited Cheddar Bay biscuits. Now that the company has been sold, they're cutting back. No more can you have unlimited biscuits. You get two biscuits Per entree. And can I say, holla fucking Luya. Who goes to a restaurant and eats more than two biscuits? They would drop a basket of biscuits on your table. Like that was the pre-appetizer. Not even the appetizer. That's the pre-appetizer because people would still get appetizers. Yeah. While eating 15 fucking cheese buns. They were, they're, sorry, I say were, they are like real not good for you. Like really bad for you. I've never looked at the caloric content or anything like that, but the thought of somebody getting that excited by a biscuit with cheese baked into it is a little disheartening. I I don't understand how you can get that fucking excited. And conversely, that angry when they take it away over cheese biscuits. Are they delicious? I'm sure they are. Should you eat more than one? Probably not. Should you eat more than two? No. Nope. Settle down on the bread. You wonder if places like uh, East Sides here will take note of that and be like, mm, maybe we should cut down on our loaves because they also have unlimited bread. It's not the same. It's not the cheese biscuit. Okay. But they'll bring you like fucking five. Lo- if you say you want that many loaves and you're eating that many loaves, they'll bring loaves and loaves of bread. We shouldn't be fucking eating loaves of bread before a meal. Like that's the lead up to the meal. It's not right. I just don't understand how people can be upset about this. Wow, we're going to force you to try and eat a little bit healthier, you fat fuck. I <laughs> Like, shit. And that's aimed at people like me. That's not aimed at you if you go in there because you're probably a fairly healthy eater and fairly responsible and things like that. Mm-hmm. That's for guys like me that just don't have a 
a bottom in their stomach and they'll just keep eating and they're they're fucking tonguing out a, a cheese bun like it's the best thing they've ever had in their life or the first time they've ever eaten. Holy shit. Now that they're capping you at two, people are angry. Oh, fuck Red Lobster and their, <laughs> their rules and their biscuits and fuck them. Fuck you guys. I'm getting a filet of fish. <laughs> Fast food restaurant fish sandwiches are amazing. No, not right. They are. No, so no. Good Friday is coming up. We mentioned that at the beginning of That's this podcast. Right. Yeah, it is. I do not eat. I always eat filet of fish on Good Friday. And I always have since I was a kid. And I think that was how my parents trained me. We eat fish on Good Friday. So every year on Good Friday, I will eat like not just one, not two, <laughs> not even three, <laughs> many filet of fish. Really? It's terrible. You eat multiple filet of fish? There are 364 days in a year that I will not even touch a filet of fish. But on Good Friday, I eat a fuck ton of them. Interesting. That's my breakfast, lunch, dinner and snacks in between. I know I'm a fat do you, fucker. Do you, <laughs> but do you I just know. do you order them all at the same time, or do you can you go up to the drive-through like five six times that day? No, I, I go like five six times a day. So back oh, in the day, fuck. Scott Filet of Fish is here. I used to do a club gig at Nashville North, right, Norville, Ontario, just east of Georgetown. So when I was at Nashville, I used to remember because Holy Thursday is the busiest night of the year in in the clubs, and we'd put like. 3,000 people in the club and they're having a good time and fucking yeah wet t-shirt contest here we go and then I would go to McDonald's that was the only night I'd stop for food after Nashville North but I would go to McDonald's and get like a couple of filet of fish then I'd go home and go to bed I'd wake up in the morning let's get a filet of fish let's do it for breakfast yeah like I ate them all day oh, dude what the fuck I don't know it's a weird hang up thing that I've got it's strange uh, can we talk about your morning routine Sure. According to a new survey, 87% of people wake up to an alarm. Most use the alarm on their phone. Only 36% eat breakfast every day. And only 25% make their bed every day. So as they were trying to understand the morning habits of people, they figure they can use this number to calculate for you listening right now if you're normal. So ask yourself these questions. Do you wake up to an alarm? Only 13% don't. You're pretty good. You've got yourself pretty well trained. You can wake up most of the time without an alarm. Most of the time. It depends. And But sometimes too early, and I don't like that. I'd rather wait until my alarm goes off so I can get every little bit of sleep. Do you make your bed every day? I w- not every day, but also because I wake up so much earlier than my husband, if he's in the because sometimes he'll fall asleep in the guest room watching TV because I go to bed so early. If he's in the bed, I don't want to like sit there, put the thing on, and I feel like I'm just going to wake him up. I've so done that. I'll full, do the fold over. I'll just make, fold the sheets back over. It's not pretty, but it's done, sort of. But in your head, you can reason it out. Oh, yeah, it's me. Well, it's just, it's not me, but it's wake, me. I didn't want to wake you up. So, you know. Yeah, but I'd, I'd say like, half, it's like kind of half-half where I'll actually go out of my way to fully make the bed. I mean, you know, all the fancy pillows that a lot of us ladies enjoy? Yeah. Like, I'll put all the pillows back, everything in order, so that when I come home from work, I look into my room and I don't think, oh, fuck, my bed's all disheveled. Like, who am I, a child? I like that feeling of knowing my bedroom's all clean and neat and tidy and there's not clothes anywhere or whatever. I make my bed every morning. Yeah. And and I'll make it around whoever's in it. So if my girlfriend happens to spend the night, I'll, like, pull up the, the comforter. I'll set all my pillows back where they were, and it's basically a made bed except for one little lump on the right-hand side. 
I feel like it puts pressure on her. Make the fucking bed when you get up. The it's rest of it's sign. done. It's a sign. <laughs> so when you wake up and you see that, guess what? Your turn next, bitch. No. One in four make their bed every morning. Only one in four shower every single morning. I'm starting to discover the problem with transit. Okay, only one in four shower every morning. 44% say they shower at night. Okay. And 31% say they sometimes shower in the morning, but they also sometimes skip it. That's a girl thing, right? You don't shower. A lot of girls don't shower every single day, and it's namely because of their hair. Am I correct? Yeah, I don't shampoo. I don't clean my hair every day. If I feel like I need a shower, and let's say I just clean my hair less than 24 hours from that time, my hair goes up. I don't have like a cap or anything like that, but my hair goes up, out of the way. I shower, do whatever I got to do, and then I'm done. I do have a shower cap. You just reminded me. Do you I have really shower have a shower cap? Yeah, I don't yeah really it was in a hotel cap. room and I took oh, it because yeah. I figured, well, fuck it. If it's there, I guess I can. Sure. But maybe there's a circumstance when I'm going to need a shower cap and my hair is so short, I can basically just shake my head and it'll dry. Why do you need to get your like, hair dry? There are dogs that dry <laughs> in a longer amount of time <laughs> than I do. It'll take you too so- But it's nice to have. Maybe your girlfriend will use it one day. You never know. You never know. 13% lay out their clothes for the next day, the night before. Mm. You people that do that. Are you jealous? Of, before you go here, is it because you're jealous of the people that do that? Because that seems super organized. Like, I'm kind of jealous. I don't do that every day. But when I do do it, what a difference in my morning. You obsessive, compulsive maniacs that I aspire to be. Honestly. That are that organized that you can every lay out day. your clothes the night before. I just have I you done hate it? you because I ain't you. Have you ever done it? Like non like special occasions or when we have special meetings or whatever we need to dress up for aside. Do you ever do it randomly? Like, yeah. hey, it's a Tuesday into a Wednesday. I want to wear that shirt with those pants. I'm going to put my socks, like the whole nine yards. Oh, no. I'm not that organized in any way. The only time I ever do it, and you're absolutely right, it makes a huge difference, is when I'm entertaining, when someone's going to spend the night. Because I get up so early in the morning, and I don't want to turn lights on and right. disturb them. You want to be quick, quick, quick. Quick, quick, quick. I do that, too. All my clothes are laid out. I basically get dressed in the bathroom, and I just come out. Yeah. Yeah fucking do this it does make a difference you wonder why you don't do these things even though you know it will make your life better yeah like is it laziness the night before yeah because sometimes i think <laughs> it oh, is i should pick up my clothes and i'm one of these people that will look through all my clothes in the morning and like oh, i don't feel like wearing that no i'm not feeling blue today i'm gonna wear the red thing whatever i spend way too much fucking time thinking about it when nobody gives a shit but if i just just picked that all out at night i'd be good to go and then you feel much better you're Quicker getting ready in the morning. I wish I was like that. I really do. Before we wrap this up, we haven't talked about The Bachelor in a while, but I did watch it last night, and last night was Meet the Parents Night. Mm-hmm. Finally, after all these seasons of The Bachelorette, sorry, of The Bachelor, it happened. All of the parents were like, yeah, I don't really think I like you dating my daughter and telling my daughter you love her when you're dating three <gasps> other women. Okay, so all of them were like that. Uh, so I had a bunch of stuff I need to watch. So I've been watching the show, but I missed it. So all of them? Because I heard like bits and pieces of it. I know who went home. I don't know. if We won't do a spoiler here, I guess. Question mark or will we? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, we're going to throw a spoiler alert out. Nobody listens to this podcast that watches The Bachelor except for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad Kelsey went home. Oh, yeah, she had to just go. Just something about her that just, it was not working. It just was not working. I like, I don't know. They're all like, they're all the same, aren't they? A lot of those girls and a lot of the guys when it's the bachelorette, like they just, they want something from it. The guys usually just want to have a hot wife and the girls usually just want to have a little bit of fame. 
that moment. Basically. And I feel like they're all like that. I don't like one of them, but I really, really didn't like Kelsey, so I'm glad she's gone. But you're telling me even the parents of the girls were like, eh, fuck this? Because rumors and whatnot for the reality Steve-type people, they're all pointing to the fact that he's apparently dating someone, but it's none of those girls. Uh huh. He's currently dating a producer of the show is what a couple of reports are claiming, or a behind, I shouldn't say producer, but a behind-the-scenes person that he met on the show. Which is why they're alluding to, you're with someone, but it's none of those fucking girls. Isn't that bullshit, though? If you go on The Bachelor, you're there to pick one of those girls. And you have every opportunity to pick the right one. You can take your time. You can fuck them first. You can do it however you want to do it. But you have to pick one of them. You can't turn around and say, actually, the girl running the camera was my favorite. I'm going to go out with her. But what if you did? But I think that's okay. Because what if you did legitimately have a spark with someone that was working behind the scenes that helped you with your makeup and hair every day? And they got to know you and you chatted more with them, maybe, than you chatted with the other girls. Because really, you only see them once in a while. You go on that one-on-one date. And this, in all reality, happened within a couple days of each other, right? So there would be the rose ceremony. And then he'd go on a date one day and then a date another day and then a big group date and then the next day there's another rose ceremony but in between all of those you see some people every single day so there's a chance that that something like that could happen sure the chick that interviews me every day or the chick that does my hair every day hey we're really hitting it off she's single i'm single and i really kind of like her i think that's okay fuck it how does that even happen you've got 20 tens in front of you 20 tens that are all like ready to punch each other out to try and get closer to you. Yeah. All they want in life is you. And you turn around and with all that in front of you say, mm, no. But like I said, maybe he's got this fake, fake radar happening, right? Where you know some of those bitches are just not real. They're not real. Oh, none of them are not real. Not to say any of the ones left over are or aren't. I really couldn't tell you. But some of them are obviously just there to be known, to have a name, to get Instagram follows, to be on Bachelor in Paradise because that's actually what they wanted to do and they will end up there. Or to be the next Bachelorette Could is their be. help, right? Then they're a All celebrity. Shit, like, I don't trust any of that. Any of it. Pete. Pete, Pete, Pete. Pete, Pete. He Pete. actually, at one point, you could tell he was playing a game. He reminded me of a politician. Like, uh, how, how do I know that you actually uh, uh, really love my daughter? You know, how, how do I know that, that I should give you my blessing here? He's like, well, you know, I can't really say too much, but, you know, I, I really think I'm falling in love with her and I think I'm going to tell her that I love her. And then dads would be like, okay, just don't break her heart. No, no, don't worry. Don't worry. I, I've, I've got a plan. Your plan is to fuck all four of them and <laughs> not take any of them. And we know he's okay with that because he and Hannah fucked no problem exactly. several times before the end of the show. Yeah. Of course he's trying them on for size. Yeah, it's a weird season, but I like it. Thank you for listening to After 9 today, everybody. We appreciate it. We have uh, lots more episodes coming out later on this week. Hit that subscribe button, leave us a review, and if you want to reach us, send us a DM. Yeah, please do that. Scott Fox on air on Instagram, cat on air, cat with a K, if you want to reach us that way. Okay, bye-bye.